Welcome, everybody, to episode 96 of Dork Tunes. Um, we are closing in so, we are so, so close to episode 100. Um, and this is going to, I've um, got lots of nice things in the kind of, in the firing pad. Just thinking about what we're going to do, I have, you know, ideas. So it's bubbling under there. Um, but yes. So this week I've got a fantastic guest, and I think I should ask them to introduce themselves. Uh, yeah, hi. Uh, my name is John Robert Matz, and I am a composer of a whole bunch of different games, but most recently, uh, and maybe uh, uh, most notably, uh, Chia. Chia, yes. So, um, John, about you, what I normally do is I ask a question to kind of start everybody off, and it's generally the same question. And I get loads of different answers for it. There obviously is never a correct or right answer um, or wrong. But um, how did you get to be where you are today? As in, did you do the, the kind of standard kind of, you went to university and you studied music and then, you know, you went to all these parties and you met all these people and then suddenly someone said, do this game for us, you'll be brilliant. And then suddenly you're doing cheer. <laughs> is that is that the standard is that the standard path no uh, no okay <laughs> trust me i have had people who have just you know gone to parties known people and been like hey do you want to do this thing that i'm doing and then you know it kind of turns out to be something like thomas was alone and it goes on from there you know so um, lots of different I, I I will say uh, that there's a decided lack of parties in my uh, in my uh, in my history here, uh, for which I apologize to all party fans out there. Uh, but uh, no, I um, I started off. I went to so I, I've always done music in some capacity. I've always been like an artsy kid growing up. So I did like you know uh, drama and musical theater and stuff like that in school. Uh, I was I was actually homeschooled, so I did a lot of like. Oh, like okay. uh, community theater stuff uh, uh and then when i got to uh college i was going to major in music education uh and i say i was i did major in music education uh i wanted to be a uh like middle or high school uh band or choir director that oh, okay. was the that was the goal um and i had always dabbled in composing uh and when i was in college there were definitely like uh, a lot of assignments that required you to write music uh, as part of the assignment, and I would always get very carried away. Uh, and about like when I was like, probably like a freshman in college, um, mm -hmm. I had uh, I definitely uh, I keep saying definitely for some reason uh, it's a weird tick right now, and it's it's a thing that I'm very self conscious of. Just today, it's never been a thing before. But anyway, um, <laughs> when I got to college, uh, my my sister had started to uh, dabble in film as uh, like we, she and her friends from her from uh, like theater company stuff and like like what have you made movies and started making like like small things he wound up making a hour and 45 minute adaptation of part of Tolkien's the Silmarillion uh, and wow. I got roped it to write the music for this thing and uh, and so I'm like it's the first big thing that I'm writing music for uh, and it's you know just kind of for fun but mm. like uh, very much like kind of cut my teeth on that got some you know one of the one of the people that worked on that wound up getting to work with actual like indie films i say actual <laughs> we were making a real thing but it, you know it's a bunch of high school kids um uh you know, got to work with some actual indie films that were filming in the chicagoland area uh mm. and uh then had me audition for them because he'd played some of my music to them and started feeling like hey maybe i can actually do some music 
uh like actually writing music for various things uh you know this this could be a, a thing and then when i was in college i had the opportunity to have some of my music uh performed by our, our top ensembles at school and get to conduct it and that was again like kind of an eye-opening thing and uh when i graduated um i had a kind of a I had a kind of a family tragedy that happened immediately on graduation. I wound up not getting to land a full-time teaching job. And so mm -hmm. I had some time spare and I uh, wound up like looking at other stuff uh, that I could do with that time in the music field. Uh, and that took me to uh, the very first game that I scored, a game called Artemis, the Spaceship Bridge Simulator, which is a, a weird uh, a weird sci-fi game based very much on like classic Star Trek kind of uh, tropes where you have like, you know, it's a multiplayer game that takes five people in a room with five computers. Uh, and at the time I was um, reading a lot of, you know, uh, video game websites. I played games my whole life. I had never really thought about like writing music for them as much mm -hmm. uh, until uh you know, until I started seriously composing you know, concert and, and film music uh, or trying to do that stuff. Uh, and uh, I came across, you know, this game, you know, in a uh, on a website called Rock Paper Shotgun. Very like very, you know, esteemed British uh, video uh, PC game publication. Uh, yeah. And uh, they had written up uh, an article about it. It was like, this is a very fascinating game. It was like super early beta uh and they had some videos of people playing it and what i realized very quickly was the developer was um uh the developer tom robertson uh was basically doing a uh a little bit of a gambit you know the game itself is a very kind of graphically rudimentary uh, like it's a very rudimental looking game mm -hmm. uh rudimentary uh looking game uh uh, because mostly you're looking at like UI stuff. You're looking at radar displays and sensor contacts and, you know, power distribution nodes and stuff like that, rather than like a beautiful 3D model of a ship or something like that. So because most people are just looking at their computer, that is a bridge station in the context of the game. Um, there was not as much visual interest to kind of sell it. And the developer did a demo version, which he released for free and had a promotion running where if you filmed yourself playing this game, you and your friends and sent it to him, the demo version, he would give you a free copy of the full version. And what I realized is he was running this promotion. Everybody was just putting in their, you know, their John Williams, their James Horner, their Jerry Goldsmith, you know, scores from you know from from films as the background music and i'm like wait there's no music in this game so i like half you know i kind of kind of like oh, this game first was very intriguing but like kind of like uh managed to to wrangle my cousins to give it a try uh and like set up a set up a little land party in my basement and we played it and it was first really cool second had no music as i suspected mm. And I had this terrible idea to gamble uh, and make this promotional video uh, or this 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 video of us playing it for his basically, you know, to help promote the game, uh, but then to write the music that would accompany our adventure myself and then be like, hey, if you like what you've heard here, because I know he's going to have to watch the video to approve it, mm. maybe maybe you could uh you know uh, maybe we could talk 
and yeah. sure enough uh that was like that was the in uh i wrote the music for this thing originally i was gonna like use some music that i'd written for uh one of my sister's student films uh while she was at college you know a sci-fi short film and i'd use that and then it turned out that that was nowhere near substantial enough for the like seven or nine minutes of runtime that our thing needed so i just wrote an entirely original score sent that off uh and i got back a hey let's talk about this this is really good uh from tom and uh the rest kind of is history so like you know that was how i that was my in was that and then from there you know uh it's uh it's stuff like the next big thing i worked on was uh was gunpoint which is uh uh a a really lovely 2d stealth puzzle game and that was an open audition call okay uh, and uh you know uh tom francis i don't know why the first people i'm working with are all toms but uh tom francis uh uh was uh the you know the developer designer of that thing and uh he put out a call and uh a lot of people auditioned and he wound up picking me and ryan ike and francisco cerda uh to score that game he basically used uh my cue that was i think i wrote it in like an hour and a half and it turned out to be the main theme uh that's what he featured at the beginning and end to bookend the thing and ryan did all the in-game music and francisco did uh you know uh some of the the stuff for uh like the shop and things like that between levels and you know very kind of weird that you'd have three composers mm -hmm. on a project but everybody pitched stuff and it was an open call and i you know it was i think you know tom's first game so he just kind of got to pick and choose what he wanted and uh and that was a real fun time like kind of like you know getting to show that at things like like indicate and packs and whatnot like then you start to meet people mm -hmm. and you get to you get to do stuff i did a real stupid bit where i like i brought a trumpet with and i while we were showing the game and i like played like live death music every time someone would get killed in the game because that was a fun <laughs> joke um you know but it definitely like you know you, you stick in people's minds when you do nonsense like that you know um and uh you know and then like you know it's a, kind of a slow you know uh building of uh of credits and and connections from there you know yeah. um i met uh, uh i met gordon mcglattery at a shell in the pit uh audio as a is a vancouver uh, uh uh sound designer and composer uh and like brought him on for uh for fossil echo which was the first game that the chia developers awaseb did mm -hmm. uh and how i like you know and then like i've worked with him on a whole bunch of other stuff uh since then like you know he'll bring me into stuff that they need a composer that is my style for and i'll bring him into other things when they have like bandwidth and that they need a sound designer they need sound design folks um you know that has been you know it really just kind of like turns into this this fun little thing of like hey i'm gonna work with my friends or my friends are gonna recommend me for something i mean you know i think yeah. it was like ben prunty and uh hyperdeck soundworks guys like independently recommended me for fossil echo back in the day and that like is a direct line from fossil echo to their second game chia uh working on this you know and uh and that was you know it, it is it's a weird process and it's a weird path and i know whenever i talk to any other composers like they've had it completely differently exactly no two paths are the same yeah. and you know when i talk to like kids in school that like want to know how do i get in and i'm like well write good music try to find cool projects and cool people to work with but mm -hmm. then other than that like you know this is how i did it 
no mm. two paths are the same, no. you know, and I would even hesitate to say that I've made it yet. You know, you're always <laughs> striving forward or you know, struggling to make headway. And, you know, hopefully the next thing hits bigger than the last one and uh, mm. you go from there. Yeah. Um, something that you kind of touched on a couple of things actually really quickly was, you know, as you move forward and the kind of experience that you get, you do meet other people and you, you, know, you make connections and all that kind of stuff. And it's, it's very, very true. You know, who you meet and the connections that you make can make you kind of bring you forward further. You know, um, it's like I have uh, a game on my belt, my first one, you know, credited and paid um, for the Switch uh, released about three years ago. Um, and that came about from basically doing this. <laughs> and going to you know the local kind of dev parties you know as someone said it um i've never i don't know whether you've ever heard of game music connect it was a thing that was on in london a few years oh, 10 years ago maybe a bit more um you know jason graves was there uh marty o'donnell was there you know uh, jesper kid was there and i think it was jason that basically said <clears throat> go to the opening of a crisp packet doesn't matter what it is go to it make connections that's one of the best ways that you're going to find work. <coughs> totally. And then something else you, you said, um, you said about your style. What is your style? <laughs> That's a hard question. Um, because I, I, know. I do feel like I like if you look at like my discography, you look at the projects I've worked on, like mm -hmm. I'm wearing all sorts of different hats. Like, you know, I, I've worked on stuff that is you know, mystical and fantastical. I worked on things that are kind of like rustic, um, you know, medieval or fantasy music, like with the For the King series. Uh, in uh, like Ambition, a Minuet and Power, I got to, you know, like spending years and years uh, playing in orchestras in school. I got to write a score that was, you know, straight up uh, classical era, you know, uh, 1780s, uh you know uh classical era music you know with maybe a few throwbacks to the baroque and a few things looking a little bit forward into the romantic era you uh -huh. know and, and for a game that was set in you know that's set in paris on the eve of the french revolution and do that with live players and as close to a authentic sound as we can manage you know uh you know other stuff i worked on is like you know like weird like uh like sci-fi space games with yeah. You know synthesizers and like analog synths and weird uh kind of a retro futuristic sort of vibe you know versus you know stuff like artemis where it's you know me trying to sound something like corner or goldsmith but maybe with a, a little dash of like say i don't know bear mccurry's battlestar galactica stuff mixed in there yeah. and some other things like so really i honestly like i i, I maybe uh, i struggle a little bit to like slap a specific label on what I do. Like when I think of, you know, I think like any, any good composer really, like you can kind of think of like the things that they do well. Like if I, you mentioned like Jason Graves earlier and it's like yeah. Jason Graves, everyone thinks of Jason Graves as a, as a, ah, he's a great horror game score. He does, you know, he did dead space. He's done, you know, uh, he's done, he's done all the, like the, uh, the dark pictures games or mm -hmm. some of the things he's done a ton of stuff, but he's also done Moss. Yes, and like that's just, just beautiful. Yeah, 
beautiful, you know, childhood. Like this feels like you're reading a bedtime story to your 10 year old kid, you know, about this brave little mouse and there's beautiful songs in there. And there's like, it's a fairy tale and it's mm-hmm. lovely. And it's uh-huh. like, yeah, you can wear all kinds of different hats. You look, like, look at like, mm-hmm. you know, my good friend, Austin Wintery has done stuff that is like, you know, radically different uh, from project to project. Some of his stuff is, you know, really big and bold. Other stuff is ethereal yeah. and mystical and other stuff is kind of like guttural and rustic. And like, that's, it's, it and really depends on the project. Just cutesy, you know? Yeah. Um, oh yeah. I, I, at, I, sorry. You look at the stuff that he's done, like journey and then Assassin's Creed, and then he's done something like Pogue. And Pogue mm-hmm. is a lovely little game, you know, on the switch. And it's just like, <laughs> like uh did he you know i think the i think the game is long gone but like i think it was like deformers was one of his one that he did that was like uh it was uh mm-hmm. and it's 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 like a it's like a carnival ride of like weird like nonsense and it's it's so good and and so uh different for a game that i think is is, is gone now but like like mm-hmm. you can you know so i think like when you ask like what is my style and i think like I, if i had to like say anything but like specific it's really like the things that i do well are like you know melodic writing that sticks in your head that you can remember uh you know a sense of a sense of like vocal line to things mm-hmm. and then like um you know if i if i could be so bold as to be like you know say that like you know maybe apart you know to, to say that like hey I, you know i have these these catchy melodies uh that you know that are hummable that are that are memorable and then like maybe maybe like uh you know mostly acoustic sounds but even then i'm still dabbling in other stuff i could like it'd be easier for me to like look at a project and go like okay this is the thing that is not what i'm going to be good at like it's like we want we want to we want want all rap music or we want like uh (laughs) all like metal yeah, I'm like, nah, he's not, it's not me. It's not going to be what I'm going to be good at. I can collaborate with someone. I could bring some, I could suggest six people who would be great at this, but yeah. you know, uh, so yeah, I, you know, you look at my, you look at my stuff and, uh, it's a, a whole variety of things from, is. you know, uh, sci-fi to any Morricone sounding nonsense to, uh, you know, aping, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh evangelion to uh to chia to for the yeah. king etc how do you um approach the kind of different games that you do compose for that's a very big question how do i how do i <laughs> i how do i approach them um, yeah it's like because obviously every single one is going to sound different to the last and you don't want it to sound like something that you've done previously you know yeah um, i think it really depends on like uh, what I really like to do when I have a new project that I am attached to or that I'm auditioning for, pitching for, what have you. Uh, I really want to sit down and look at what um, you know what makes it unique, what makes it interesting. I want to like see, give me the story, give the characters, the tone of the thing. Show mm-hmm. me what the like ideally like show me what the art is gonna be like if i can see it in motion that's even better you know so i can kind of get a feel for how all these things play off each other Mm -hmm. like you know a you know i want to get the best possible idea of what this whole project what this what the vibe is for the game Mm -hmm. and then i'll go and like uh hopefully somewhere in that along that process (laughs) 
I will come up with some kind of idea for a theme. You know, if it's not the main theme of the game and it's the character's theme that we're focused on, then, you know, or whatnot. And from there, I will usually try to form something out of that. Like, you know, very much like, you know, I, I tend to compose very much like in a, in a, in a whole cloth approach. Like I'm hearing all the parts at the same time, like the timbres being used, the instruments being used, instrumentation, like that is just as vital as, you know, the melody line and the harmonic mm-hmm. progression underneath and the kind of rhythmic stuff going on. So I tend to basically think of it like I'm, my brain spits out something that is effectively like 3D printed. Here's all the stuff. Yeah. And I will usually write like, you know, 30 seconds, a minute, sometimes more if I'm getting carried away before I'll like show that to the mm-hmm. developer and be like, hey, how does this feel to you? This is what I, this is how I see this. You know, these are the reasons maybe I'll spell some of it out. Um, sometimes they give me references that I will like use to some degree uh, or at least take into consideration. I'll listen to those references or look at them and then try to see if I can rectify that stuff with what I'm feeling. You know, on a rare occasion, it's like, wow, that's not at all what I thought. Uh, but usually there's some kind of connection there. And yeah. honestly, more often than not, there's no real like like they don't really know what they want or they have a, va- a vague idea of what they want yeah and those are honestly sometimes the most exciting things mm-hmm. when you can kind of like especially when there's enough there that you can come up with a sound mm-hmm. yourself yeah. like this is well, this is what this should sound like yeah. and then give that to them and like hopefully that like clicks and connects and you're good yeah, um, yeah. and then you go from there I totally agree. You know, when I did Truffle Pigs, um, it was about for me, I needed to understand the characters and understand kind of who they were and what they wanted and where they were going, um, the story, the setting, you know, and then combine all that together. Like I did like three separate Spotify playlists, you know, um, and then it was about kind of looking at who that I thought at the time would be a really good fit. Um, and, it ended up actually being Kevin Penkin did the score. Oh yeah, Kevin, great. Yeah, Kevin's lovely. Say... I've met him uh, years ago at uh, EGX in London. Um, I was doing a panel there, the first panel, and um, I gave him a spare ticket that I have, and then he brought along Lena Rain. So there's me he sat with um, Richard Jacks and like. Lena and Kevin were all just sitting having drinks, and I was like, "I'm little old me sitting around like these powerhouses in the game music industry." I was just like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> no, those are those 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 are some very good people. <laughs> so yeah. that's yeah. that's good. That's uh, now Kevin is. I think I met Kevin uh, uh, for the first time. I think uh, at GDC at a a party. Yeah party at dinner before the Mm -hmm. gang awards before the game audio network guild awards uh in like 20 uh it would have been it would have been 2017 because it was when when chia was it's not chia when uh when fossileka was nominated for uh, a couple of of gang awards and it was like this is like my first like big thing and uh i you know got invited out to dinner by a friend who also invited kevin and like you know got to meet him uh and a, a few other folks from australia uh and i've worked with him on a few other things like playing trumpet and like singing on some of his uh on some of his uh his anime scores but you know he's a he's a real character yeah he's uh, hilarious. <laughs> what a great guy 
<laughs> so with cheering out, out in the wild and stuff, um, <clears throat> question I sometimes ask is, with the scores that you've created for games like Shia, do you go back afterwards and kind of go, hmm. or do you, like some people, some composers don't even listen to the stuff that they've done. They're, they're like, I'm done, bye. You know, do you go back and listen to your stuff or do you kind of leave it a few years or a few months? Or uh, Sometimes, uh, it really depends. Uh, I, hmm. I sometimes listen to it. Uh, I, I tend to, uh, so uh, obviously like once you've released something, you know, and if you're trying to do any kind of, I, I guess other people might be impressive enough or like built up a, enough of like a, a background that they can have people do this for them. But like, you know, as I am like doing things like submitting, you know, Chia for consideration and various awards and stuff, I'm sitting and, you know, listening to everything as I'm putting it together. So it's definitely being played in my head. And then like, you know, doing things like putting together the soundtrack releases and choosing track orders, you're curing it forever there. So like once it's out, like, yeah, you'll listen to it a bit, but I'm not like, it always feels a little egotistical to just be like, put my music on the stereo and just sit back. Yeah. Wow. That's <laughs> so good. Dishes, oh yeah. man. What a genius. Just pure. <laughs> oh, you know, like that just feels a, li a little bit, a little bit much. Just, uh, <laughs> one uh, this is going to possibly our last question we haven't got we've only got about five minutes left but um is there a soundtrack that you listen to or have listened to and thought that's my favorite that's 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 the one that's the one that you kind of fall back on sometimes and you have listen to it not by yourself not something by yourself but by someone else like you think of a game soundtrack and you're like jesus that's good that is a very hard question uh i have a lot that i have listened to for for various purposes uh i admit uh i admit that i um i i am i'm i'm bad about listening to a lot of music like when i because um when i'm writing music i'm trying generally not to, yeah. you know to fill my brain with other music lest i steal it yeah like i don't ever want to no you wouldn't be the first person to say that somebody else yeah. said it recently where they were like when they're composing they try not to listen to other people's music or maybe in general because they'll hear you know the beat and they'll go huh and they'll suddenly find that they're writing in that style and they're like no this is not what i wanted you know i need to get that There's... out of my head do you know pdq bach hmm? have you heard of pdq okay pdq bach is a creation of uh of peter shickley who's a uh, musicologist uh, of some note but he's a comedic creation he's a he's a uh he's a fictional uh child of johann sebastian bach of of uh whatever of johann sebastian bach's 20 odd children he is the youngest and the oddest i think is the phrase that goes around uh he also like tends to just like actively rip off other music uh, uh -huh. and there was a and he's there's all this stuff around this and there's a quote that is a quote from a, a writer of the time, you know, a critic uh, of PDQ box who said, you know, something to the effect of like, you know, that he's had his most, you know, his most uh, compelling and original when he can't remember how the music that he stole went. 
uh, <laughs> that he, he's stealing from Wet or something to that effect. And so it's just like, yes. So that's the thing I've always tried to avoid. Uh, I don't listen to a lot of other music that much. But that said, there are things that I like to listen to and unwind with. Um, I think of like things like Austin Wintory's score for Abzu is absolutely gorgeous. I know mm-hmm. everyone goes to Journey. Uh, but like Abzu, there's something about this this thing that makes it incredibly nice to feel like you are immersed in in water and like yeah. unwind at the end of the day or even go to sleep too. I always joke I... that this music is so good for sleeping, but uh, but uh, it is. It's really tremendous. And then I think back. The other thing I'm gonna I'm gonna call out is uh, Lenny Moore's score for a game called Outcast that came out in 1999. Uh, and features like the Moscow Symphony Orchestra and Chorus. And it is a truly tremendous piece of music or tre- tremendous, like a uh, tremendous score, just tremendous music uh, and is probably the video game score that gave me some kind of idea and confidence that like, hey, I could write music for games. Yeah. Because as much as the kind of stuff that like the other stuff that influenced me and inspired me, like, you know, the, the LucasArts, iMuse stuff from their adventure games, you know, okay. Peter McConnell, uh, you know, Land, uh, Bajakian, et cetera. Like those guys did amazing work with interactive music and scoring, but they're working with MIDI stuff. Mm-hmm. And I know that like Outcast is just a CD track being played, but what what performances and what orchestration and like Lenny Moore is, uh, as a result, I'm going to blame Lenny specifically for uh uh being like just a uh an outsized inspiration for me to to like look at hey i could write game music this is this video game music can be lush and human and not you know samples or you know uh or synthesizers or render down on nes chip i have um from literally got like a minute and a half left so my really quickly since 2015 i have had Every single year, there's been one album that has been my top played every single year on Spotify, um, which is Every Scott the Raptor. Jessica Curry is tremendous. Uh, yes. That is... She's a really like, good friend, Jessica. Oh, um, I, I, I had the opportunity a while back to work on a <laughs> remix album uh, mm. of stuff uh, from Everybody's Gone to the Rapture, and yeah. I cover it. I, I get to do the main theme, and I got to do... Um, uh, one of one of these things that I think of is like almost like uh, a a hymn like thing, uh, and I know we're running out of time, but those are two of my like I that 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 soundtrack is tremendous, and I listened to that a billion times. Anyway, we have we're running out of time. <laughs> I know <laughs> I could sit and talk forever. Uh, this is a shame, but um, yeah. main thing to say is thank you ever so much for taking the time to to speak with me today, and really enjoy Magfest and don't get COVID. I will do my best. It's going to be interesting. (laughs) Getting there will be fun. The weather is horrible here in the Midwest. We'll see how it all goes. But thank you very much for having me. Uh, Folks, listen to some really good music uh, this year. Uh, 2013 or 2023, what I was saying, was amazing. 2024 is going to be even better. Uh, Thank thank you very much. Good luck with everything. Take care. Bye. Take care. Bye.